Adrian. Yeah. And this week we're gonna talk, or this month we're gonna talk about murder. murder. Because I love murder, and Adrian loves me. That's true. <laughs> so what are we drinking tonight? I don't know beer. That's true. I'm drinking a uh, Schwartz Brewing Company uh, Autumn Ale, Amber Ale, and it's funny because it's Autumn Ale, which means it's like almost like autumnal. Ha ha ha. It is autumnal. Today's the 21st. Well, I mean, like the name of the beer is almost autumnal. Like you squish them together and drop the E, it's autumnal. Well, it's just kind of ironic that you're drinking that today because it's the first day of autumn. It is ironic, don't you think? It's not that ironic, is it? Just like the song. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Dogfish Head Truth uh, Liquid Truth Serum because I'm always drinking that. Truth. Because <laughs> it's really fucking good. It is real good. Uh, so what are we talking about tonight? Why are you rushing me into this? Give me them deets. I don't want to tell you deets. Not if you're going to be Give me them needy. dirty deets. <laughs> Adrian, before we get started, I want to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Because... It's really important that I know how you're going to react to this because of things. the entire conversation we're about to have. Because reasons? Because reasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, how comfortable are you with me making fun of New Mexico? I'm okay with that. Okay. Even though my parents live there, I am still okay with that. Um, how comfortable are you with really dumb conspiracy theories? Oh, I'm for it. Okay. 100%. All right. You know me. I know. I yeah. just wanted to... Clarify. Be, be clear more. Be more... Uh, chatty before we before you make me get into this crazy story that we're gonna talk about tonight that um last week we or last i keep saying week it's been a month sorry guys um last time we were with you guys uh the story that we talked about was not something you could easily find on discovery id this on the other hand is a probably something that if you're any if you're familiar with true crime television at all you know the story. You've heard the story. So, but Adrian hasn't because he doesn't watch these things. So, it is known. And the reason it's so, and the reason they've picked it, is, you'll find out. The reason that they've continually gone over it, you will find out, is because of the absolute fuckery and craziness of this case. And I remember when I first heard it, I remember being like, what? What? And that's what many of you may say if you are not familiar with this case. So, so expect me to say what? What? At some point during this, <laughs> probably podcast. not, but maybe you, maybe no. you will. Uh, I'll, I'll do it just for you guys. <laughs> we are gonna tonight. We're gonna start out talking about a couple. A couple. A couple. A couple of what? A couple of kids. A couple of kids who uh, found each other and got married. Two of. And uh, so, let's get started. Uh, first things first. Uh, their names are Dyson. And Gurley Chu Hasenkoft. Well, those are some names. Those are some excellent names. And well, well, I don't know I'd go that far. Well, Gurley Chu is from Malaysia. Okay. So Gurley is actually Chu. I think maybe her last name, but everyone call but and because most people just call her Gurley. Okay. She's a she's a tiny, tiny, tiny little Asian woman who uh, is Gurley. She's quite Gurley, actually. Yes, and she went. I, know if she came on a vacation to the united states or if she had been seeking out an opportunity in the united states but she met she came to the united states and she met a young man named dyson and she met him at SeaWorld, and they fell pretty they, they liked each other they thought each other were pretty great and so they started chatting over they were really into the killer whale show 
they may have been. I'm not sure. This was 1992 when this happened, when they met. And so at the time, it wasn't what the, the killer whale stuff wasn't nearly as uh, questionable, I think, then as it is now. The having them in captivity and, right, right. you know, what have you. It was just cool to see them splash everybody, getting everybody all wet. Um, they met, like I said, they met. And then they started writing each other because this was in the days before internet, before email. So pen- Not entirely out of internet or out of email, but. So pen pals. So pen pals. And they actually became pen pals through Pen Pal Magazine, which is Ooh. an interesting thing that that was ever in existence it may even still be in existence i don't know i didn't check um it, it was the tinder of its time maybe because she was writing other guys too he wasn't the only guy she was writing but he was the only guy she'd met so um he fell for her she fell for him and basically he said hey why don't you come up why don't you come to new mexico and live with me and we can get married and let's be together and so she came in december of 1992 to the united states and 10 days later on January 8th, 1993, the two were married. That was quick. Yeah, it was real fast. Quick to the point, to and the point, no fake Apparently her parents were not happy that they uh, got married so quickly. I would imagine. And also I think that they weren't very happy. Apparently there was, he he wrote a letter apologizing for not asking for them for her hand prior to. Well, I mean, that's nice of him. Yeah, but. I, I have a feeling that they're not nice people, but like, you know, at least that was nice of him. Well. I assume that they're not nice people because we're talking about them on a murder podcast. Well, it's not. Let's not jump to jump to conclusions yet. Okay. Um. So, the reason that Gurley liked Dyson is because he was a doctor, and he was. I mean, Doctor Dyson. Dyson Hasenkoft, which is a horrible name, and we'll get into later. Yeah, but it just how kind of, terrible this name is. To be honest with you, it kind of rolls off the tongue, Doctor Dyson Hasenkoft. It just kind of you know. Sure. Yeah. He. uh was a genetic scientist, genetic okay. doctor. Uh, so so he wasn't like a medical doctor per se? He was a medical doctor as but well. he was doing like research? He was doing not... research, genetic research, cancer genetic research was what was what he was doing. Okay. And uh, So he wasn't like a medical practitioner? Well, we'll get into all the things that Diazin claims to be. Okay. Um, and so at the time he was, he was saying he was a geneticist. Um, and then they got married and... Gurley, in this comfortable existence, completely confident that her husband could could uh, support them, took a job at a, at a bank as a teller. So not she's probably not making a ton of money, but she's probably not doing terribly. I don't know that tellers are, you know, I don't know that tellers make bad money. They probably make decent money. Yeah. Um, and you got to pe- pay the people that, that handle the money to make sure they don't steal the money. That's You're probably right about that. Um, but she absolutely excelled at work she was a hard worker everybody at work liked her she was kind she was fun um but she always got her work done before anything else she was just the kind of person that you absolutely would want working for you and it turns out the kind of person that you absolutely want as your friend because she was kind and thoughtful and you know excited about living in the united states and excited about learning new things she asked her coworkers for recipes and she would go home and she'd make them and then she'd bring them in for everybody to try and then her friends of course in turn were like hey let's go hang out let's do things together and she was like yeah absolutely so she made friends very easily because she was a nice person who people were attracted to and in good ways um they lived in a pretty like he was making good money that was the understanding well i would hope so um she drove a bmw he 
drove a Lex- or I'm sorry, a Jaguar, not a Lexus. Fuck Lexus, my God. Why would Earth would we drive a Lexus when we can get a Jaguar? Um, but they he, lived modestly. He, he probably called it a Jaguar, too. Maybe. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, so he, they lived modestly, um, but in pretty well comfort. Uh, they didn't have a lot of furniture, and the stuff they had was kind of like middle grade. It wasn't I, I just want to stop you for a second because that is a really weird fact to come up in your research. Like the fact that 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 people have noted that they didn't have a lot of furniture. Like, oh well, you know, they didn't have a lot of furniture. They had they had a lot of money, or they had a decent amount of money, but they just didn't have a lot of furniture. That's kind of weird, don't you think? Um, it's not as weird once you know the story a little bit better. Okay. Um, it's is weird that people did, would notice that they didn't have a lot of furniture though. But did, people always come into our house because we don't have a lot of furniture either. That's true. So I think people could probably come into our house and go, they don't have a lot of furniture. Well, obviously we're murderers too. <laughs> I mean, obviously you've got to get rid of your your furniture, you know, every time you get blood on it because you don't want the evidence around. So you know, put it on Craigslist or You're whatever. You're putting a lot of assumptions on this case. Yeah, I really am. Yeah, yeah, really, you really, really are. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> anyway, so it was probably partially the reason they didn't have a lot of furniture is because it was just the two of them. They lived in a decent sized house and he wasn't really there all the time because in addition to being a, a research doctor or research, I don't know. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He was also a traveling heart and lung surgeon. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You got to have those. You, you got to have those. You got to have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, of course, when you're all when you're alone, just the two of you, the thing that comes up is should we have kids? But it turned out that they were unable to get pregnant. Girlie couldn't get pregnant, so they got dogs because that's what you do. So they got two chow. They got a, a one chow, and you you know what chows look like, right? Yeah, they're like the super cutest fucking dogs. If you say so. Besides our dogs, I think they're super cute. Well, that's your opinion, man. All right. Well. They got one chow, and that, and before the dog was even like six months old, it died of like, like a seizure or something. Okay. And then that sucks. That they sucks got a second them. dog, and that dog disappeared. So, no more dogs. Not so great. Uh, but it was around this time. Girlie's friends had asked her, "Did she want to adopt?" She said, "Not really. I'd rather have a child." And you know. I think she felt uncomfortable. She but she said that because she clearly didn't understand the um, adoption process in the United States. Like you can't, as a mother, you sign away your rights once if you've had a child and you want to give it up for adoption. Right. You're not allowed to come back in that child's life and take that child away from its mother. Right. Well, Gurley was. I don't know how it is in Malaysia, and I I feel like Malaysia is a pretty good. I don't think they're like a third world country. Right. Um. So. That maybe maybe the adoption scenarios there are a little different. I don't know. Right, we don't know. Yeah. So she didn't want to get a adopt a baby because she was afraid someday the mother would come back and take the baby away from her. Gotcha. But Di is in because he is weird. Went out and got a baby. Surprise. And then brought it home. They didn't like discuss it. There wasn't like a like a conversation that happened. He just went out, got a baby, and brought it home and said, "Here's a baby." And she was like. Okay, I guess we have a child now. I went to the human humane society and, and <laughs> grabbed, grabbed a, a grabbed baby. a baby. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, in tended to be a bit private. 
And okay. I, there's a lot of men out there who have their own space. They want they want a room where nobody else can go into it. They just need to go in, think, think or whatever. So I, he, they had a room in their house that Gurley and none of his friends were allowed. Like, not even like, it, you know, like sometimes like, well, let's go in my, my office and we'll have a cigar or something. But that right. wasn't the case here. This was it, like. It was just his room. It was his for room. For him alone. Nobody else could okay. go in there. Yeah. T- to be honest with you, that doesn't sound that weird to me. I mean, it's a little on, you know, like on the weirdness scale from like, like perfectly normal and you don't think about it to that's so weird that you can't not talk about it. I'd say that's somewhere like middling to normal. It's yeah, not, she told it, her friends about it. She yeah, was... It's not, it's not that weird. I, I know people that would have, that would do that kind of thing and and they're not serial killers. So, so girly, because she was naturally curious about the fact that she can't go into this fucking room which i would be too if you had a room that i could never go in that would fly for about 10 minutes and i'd be like why why right why i mean i would respect your your space but i would pester you constantly he's looking at me like no i know no. i know that's why i don't have a private room <laughs> that you know of ah okay you can keep it a secret for me as long as you're not murdering people that you know of <laughs> So she goes into the room when he's gone or secret. See the, the, uh, the reason that we do this podcast is so that I can just get better at my murder and without anybody knowing Adrian is not a murderer. I'm not. He's a very nice person and I have never sensed any, that he would be a murderer that you case. know of. Okay. So <laughs> moving on. So she went into his, into the room. I don't know if it was when she, he had it unlocked at some point or he was out of town and she was like, fuck this. I got to clean it. You know, like there could be many reasons. She may not have been curious at all. She may have just been like, it can't smell good in there. And she wanted to air it out or something, you know, like, right. Because I know that like, you got to air out your house every once in a while. There are some pretty mundane reasons for her wanting to get in there other than I'm curious and I want to know what's going on in there. Exactly. Yeah. But while she was in there, so I, it's it's, it's likely that even if it was a mundane reason, she thought, well, while I'm in here, might as well look around, yeah. you know? I, and I'm a snoop. And so it's she, human nature. Yeah. And so she snooped around and she- How many people go, when they go to a, like a house party or they go to hang out with their friends, they end up just happen to be like looking in the medicine cabinet of their friend's house? Just cause. Yeah, people I'm sure snoop. Plenty. Of it's people a natural do that. thing. Yeah. 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 Even if you don't want to, you still like open a drawer and you're like, hmm, what's in this drawer? You know, hoping that there's not a d- big old dildo or something. I mean, I think you're secretly hoping there's a big old dildo. Yeah, could be. Because then you can laugh about it <laughs> and bring it up to your friends and be, be like, like ah, I, I saw a dildo I in your. Fu- co- I found your giant dildo. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Why is it two sided? <laughs> <laughs> um. So she finds out, she sits down and she's going through his files and she finds out a few things. She finds out, number one, that his name is, was not an originally Dias and Hasenkoft. His name is actually Armando Chavez. I want to make sure I've got that right. Excuse me. Yeah. Armando Chavez was his initial name. Um, but he, he had it legally changed. He wasn't like walking around like claiming to be one guy and then he was actually another guy he just gotcha. had it legally changed but she also found out that not only was he not a doctor not even remotely a doctor okay he was unemployed and in college had been accused of stealing equipment of lying constantly of um i think he had harassed and sexually assaulted a woman that she found out that he was having an affair with at least one other woman. And she found out that he was pretty much lying about everything that he'd ever said to her. 
Jesus, did he have like a book sitting on his desk that was secrets I'm keeping from my wife? And he had all of this stuff just <laughs> written out? I don't know. I don't know if she went through, because there was like letters and stuff that she found. So I don't know why you would keep that shit. Right. If you don't want anyone to know about it, why would you keep that shit? Yeah, but I mean, if you have like your secret room in your house that nobody's allowed to go into, I guess, you know, you would consider that a safe place. Maybe. I guess so. I'd personally would still not keep any of that shit if that was things that i had but like whatever man i i feel like i'm not quite i I haven't quite gotten to the i want to talk about how many lies die isn't told because he told so many lies to her but there are things i've listed on here that are going to come up later that i feel like i should wait to tell you all the lies okay but for now i'll just tell you that he told that he told her he was a doctor and a researcher his cv said he was a cryogenics research chemist a neocarian ostatin project manager she was she thought he grew up in switzerland in a mansion in his grandparents mansion that he had and that he had um that he was a surgeon she thought he had a trust fund and that's what they were living off um he told everyone that he single-handedly mapped out the human genome in the mid-90s or that he had invented a machine that would do it. Well, he's fancy. I've, I actually have a, I have a quote here from the book. Hasenkoft, I keep wanting to say Croft, explained that he had protected his invention by separating it into five parts and storing it each component at five separate universities across America. Now the time had come to move forward, he told his neighbor and his wife. And he had almost all the parts, but there was one that he still had to get, that needed to get to the University of New Mexico. So he was like a modern-day Voldemort. He had split everything everything up into his horcruxes. Yeah, pretty much. But in addition to this, in addition to all this, and this is, I can't believe I forgot this huge, because it's a huge thing, he told everyone, including her, that he had leukemia. And I don't know that she found information showing that he didn't have leukemia at the time, but he didn't. I'm just going to go there right away. I'm going to tell you guys, this guy tells everybody he's got leukemia. He does not have fucking leukemia. He sucks. I feel like that's that's like his easy out to like skip town and pretend like he and like fake his own death. Well, no, because he would tell everybody he's he only had six months to live and then he would still live there six months later. See, so he and he would he told people that he had that he would receive an injection that would extend his life for five more years and then the next injection would extend his life for three more years and then the next injection would extend his life for an undetermined period of time right but what what i'm saying is like like at any point if he felt like you know shit was getting retarded around him he could just be like oh no i collapsed and i'm dying and like run off and be like oh nope i died and disappear because and then everybody'd be like, Oh, we haven't heard from Diazim lately. What happened? Oh well he died from his leukemia that he's been telling everyone about for the last like umpteen years. Okay. I mean, that may not be why he was doing it. He could just be a chronic liar and just had to tell everyone that he was constantly dying. But, you know, whatever. I'm I'm thinking about this in, in too organized and planned of a fashion, I think. Yeah, you're I mean, you're not thinking about this in a in a I just want attention sort of a way. And I think that that's, he was the kind of guy who wanted to be special. So he told a lot of these lies and especially the leukemia lies so that people would feel sorry for him. So they would, you know, so he could, you know, if he was home for two weeks or something because he wasn't and not working or not traveling for being a traveling doctor. There were lots of air quotes that happened right there. Yeah. Um, He could be like, Oh, I'm just, I, I'm sick right now and I can't work, you know, that kind of shit. But 
beyond that, Gurley focused on that he was cheating on her. Like you would. Yeah. You know, because I think she still thought he was rich. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, you're not a doctor. That That's bullshit. Why did you lie to me? But there's money coming in, so clearly we're not in trouble. Right. Um, so she focused on the philandering, which, of course, like Adrian said, you would. And so she sought out the girl that he was currently seeing, who was a waitress at some local place, and told the girl that, that she was his wife. And the girl was like, what? That fucker, or she was either, a, either I don't know if she was a waitress or a hairstylist, either one. Um, and she told the girl, and the girl was like, are you fucking kidding me? So she called him up, and he's like, no, I'm not married. And she's like, oh, yeah? Who's the fucking lady who just called me up and told me that y- you were married? And he's like, oh, I know who that was. So he went home that night, and he confronted her about going, about telling the girlfriend, and he beat the living hell out of Girlie. He beat the living hell out of her. Don't talk to my girlfriends. He put her in a headlock until she passed out, all while punching her face. This was in front of their, they had a tenant. The tenant came out and experienced this. Yeesh. Um, The assault lasted for a long time with Diazen pulling Gurley by the hair into their bedroom where he beat her up against the wall. A dresser fell on her. There was no indication whether or not he pushed it on her. I'm assuming that there was some violence that happened that. Sure. um, She eventually. Oh, no, there was a neighbor who who Diazen liked who came over and stepped between them and said, hey, 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 knock it off. And so Gurley pressed charges on him. Like she should have. Like she should have. But eventually the the case was dropped. And I don't I and the truth is, I think it was dropped because they stayed together. Okay. Like if this ha- if you beat the hell out of me, I'd fucking go. Yeah, I wouldn't stick around. But she maybe she didn't have because she didn't have family and stuff. She was right. like, well, I feel this is me. Pro- I, I don't want to say projecting. Because that is not what I'm doing. But I feel like this is my assumption about him because, like, I'm just assuming that he's just a total piece of crap. And so um, I feel like th- the reason that he got the girlfriend slash wife from out of the country is so that he could, like, control her because she, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? I know yeah. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. But we're going to, but we'll find out that, that he's a consistently finding women and the kind of women who are easily manipulated into doing things and to into believing really fucking weird things and i think that he probably talked his way out of it with girly he probably probably said a lot of things to her to make her forgive him and then she believed him yeah because he was really good at convincing her yeah and i think that that it's one of those things where the one thing everyone says is that he was really charming and really charismatic, the kind of guy that you really enjoyed being around. So he was like nice and funny and clever and could and carried conversations really well. Well, isn't one of the things they always talk about with like serial killers is like everyone talks about who knew them before they were, you know, they got caught. They were like, oh, he was such a nice guy. Depends he, on like, the serial killer. Yeah. I mean, you could... But make it's that like case a, for Ted Bundy, but I don't know. You can make that case for Jeffrey Dahmer. But it's like a common theme with 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 these guys is they they are able to like maneuver around like normal society in a way that people are like, oh, he was such a nice guy, kind of thing. Well, yeah, because sociopaths, what they do is they look for they they repeat the pattern. They repeat what they see as normal. So, like, if a sociopath sees that just being nice to people and and helping people bring in their groceries or being kind or doing doing this and that will get them through the world and people won't see them as weird or different, they'll just do that. So they don't they don't know why they're doing it. They just know that that's what's socially acceptable. 
God, I just realized that every character I play in any video game ever is is a sociopath. Yeah, probably. Because I'm just trying to get everyone to do what I want in a way that they don't think that I'm an asshole. I mean, are you worried about them thinking you're an asshole? I mean, yeah. Well, that's not sociopathic. Sociopaths don't care if you think they're an asshole. They just don't want you to know that they're well, a sociopath. Well, I mean, I am, but like the way I play the character oh. is always just like, Man, I don't care. I just want you to do what I want you to do without like thinking I'm weird. So I'm just going to do the thing. Yeah. yeah, that's sociopathic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dexter was really good at showing that like he had a girlfriend because that's what was socially acceptable right and then it you know went off the rails but well we yeah and that. yeah we don't ha- we don't need to analyze dexter right now yeah um things were kind of pretty good they were raising their son dimitri who by the way by all accounts man went, aces to these guys for all for the of names the, the fucking names in this in this episode so far like i diazepam or whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> And girly, and then Dimitri for a kid. Yeah, like Dimitri is a pretty like Slavic, you know, but Russian the kid, the kid sort is of name. Super Japanese, yeah, the most Japanese-looking kid ever. Or you know, whatever ethnicity girly is. Girly is Malaysian, yeah, but she's so. she's not the mom, so she's not the oh, because they adopted. Yeah, right. Okay, so. I got you. I got you. But still, like like and Diazin is Diazin. Yeah, he's a Diazin. Girly fucking dimitri man these are some great names like like if i didn't know that you had been doing research on this i would think that you were punking me right now and you just had just made this up yeah i've been trying to hide girly chew from you like for the last couple weeks because i was like he's gonna be like what is that and be interested because it's such a weird name yeah you've been real good about hiding this one from me and a plus aces (laughs) aces to you but Great names. Yes. Great names in this, names. in this episode. Um, well, everything's going well. I mean, as well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, the, it's probably not going that well. He sounds like an abusive prick. At this point, at this point to the outer world, it seems like yeah. everything is going great. So they stay pretty much, the, the the fight that I just talked to you about was on January 17th, 1998. There's not another physical altercation until a year later. So January 24th, 1999. So this is a really weird scenario. So Diazin, they're laying in, they're, they're, I don't know if they're laying in bed or they're watching TV, but they're watching TV together. I don't know if it was in their living room or in their bedroom. And Diazin goes, hey, girly, tomorrow morning, and this is the weirdest excuse I've ever heard in my life. Tomorrow morning, can you go to the Hyatt Hotel downtown and get me a menu? Yeah, that's weird. And she's like, why? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I just want a menu. And she was like, uh, what? I mean, I have to go to work in the morning. I can't just go get you a fucking menu from Hyatt. And he's like, no, no, no. Just do it right away in the morning and then bring it home after work. But make sure you take the highway. And she's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, seriously, just do that for me. And she was like, okay, okay I'll do that for you. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's a weird request. The, but, why but, would? What do you need a fucking menu from the Hyatt for? Yeah. Like, like are you going to order food from there? I don't I don't. I don't get it. Like, it's not like Hyatt is like, oh, we've got well, carryout not, not in 1992. Just, not just, I mean, like, first of all, yeah. The, the oh, getting, 1999, sorry. Getting, getting the menu is, asking her to get the menu is kind of a weird thing. But, like, at least, like, put some pretense to it. Like, oh, I was thinking about taking you out to dinner there one night. And I would like to know what they have ahead of time. You know, give it some pretense, man. Like. Maybe he did. But in well, everything I've but, read, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, but it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have come up in your research, really. If, no, I guess he wouldn't if, tell, if, and she's dead. Yeah. So, oh shit! 
<laughs> you screwed it up. No, it's it's but like yeah, so it's it's one of those things where it's just like what it wouldn't have come up in your research because because like if if it had just been like a, oh hey I'm thinking about taking you out to dinner you should grab me a menu nobody would have thought anything of it and so it wouldn't have been noteworthy except that this except immediately after the having this conversation immediately after not in the middle of the night not get up early the next morning he gets up from the couch and she goes where are you going as all wives do right. as men men know whenever you leave the room your wife will ask you where you're going. Um, and he goes, I'm just going to get a drink of water or drink of juice. And she goes, all right, whatever. And then their garage door alarm goes off and she's like, what the fuck? So she got up and goes out to the garage and he's out there loosening the lug nuts on her back tire. What an idiot. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, uh, uh, and then like. She's like, well, I'm out of here. And he basically attacks her. He starts, he tries to hit her in the car. Like he pushes her into the car. He like does all, he's, they're having a physical altercation. I don't think he's beating on her, but they're definitely having like a tussle in the garage. And she's like, I'm not having any of this shit that I had last year. So she opens the garage door and like belly crawls out the door, out the bottom of the garage before it's even open. She's out of there. And she's runs across the street to the neighbor's house and the neighbors are like the neighbor right across the street it was an an elderly couple and he's in a wheelchair and she was scared shitless of all of a sudden there's this banging on the fucking doors so she didn't open the door so girlie was like fuck it i'm running down to the to the neighbor who helped her the first time she's like i'm running to his house and she ran down there and they basically they called the police when she got there and they wouldn't let diazen in but diazen came to the house he had like he had no pants on that's so weird <laughs> Let's so, I'm just envisioning him out in the garage in his boxers, like on like loosening. No, he nuts. had he had pants on, and then he he shimmied his pants off in the first neighbor's yard. Nah, fake news. I I, I just want to envision him like <laughs> loosening lug nuts in his boxer shorts. <laughs> He's also a really soft spoken, kind of effeminate guy. Okay. So imagine that too. <laughs> but. So they call the police, but Diazen shows up pantsless. He's he's like, look at this, and he's got like a like a scratch on his leg because he probably fell when he was running after her or something. Like blaming her for this, even though he's the one who was a, was trying to kill her. He's just not good at, at loosening lug nuts, and he and he like <laughs> he fell backwards and like <laughs> tore tore a gash in his leg from like the uh, the tire iron. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Either way, he bl- he's like, oh, look at this. And he like drops a bunch of her clothes on the floor in the house. And they're he's like, tell her to come out here. And they're like, mm, no, we're going to, the cops are going to come Hard to your house. Pass. The cops, girlie and the cops are going to co- go to your house and we're, they're going to get some of her shit. And then she's, she's never coming back to your house. And that's what happened. She never went back. Good. And I, it's one of those things where it's like, this woman fucking did exactly what you're supposed to do. Yep. She fucking left. She was like, I'm done with this shit. I can't, he doesn't, he cheats on me. He's a fucking liar. He's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He's a fucking liar. He's a, he's fucking everybody. He can fuck. I don't want this fucking, he's got a, we've got a baby, but that I, and I'll take the baby, but then he wouldn't let her take the baby. So this poor kid, this kid is like. I feel so terrible for this kid because this guy is a shit dad and he's, he's a shit husband. And he's a shit dad. And this poor kid, thankfully, what ends up happening, and I'm, I think I'm just going to end the Dimitri stuff right away because I don't want I don't want everybody to worry about the kid. Diazen puts him up for adoption. 
Gurley, Gurley signs her rights away um, because Dyson keeps threatening her. I mean, and so that sucks for the kid, but at the same time, it's probably best for the kid. But what? But the it's good because after Gurley leaves, there's a lot of abuse that happens to Dimitri. Okay. There's, I think there's some. Dyson does some weird shit to himself, and he does he does the same shit he does to himself. I think he was doing to his kid. So it's not. There may have been some sexual abuse. This kid, this guy was not a good fucking parental figure whatsoever. And so Dimitri does get out of there. He gets adopted. He's probably living a life not with the same name. He probably doesn't even know that these were his parents. His name is probably like Frank now or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And so I'm gonna just going to put that, kibosh that, so we don't have to talk about Dimitri again because I just can't deal with... I'm not good talking about kids being abused, so I don't really want to talk about kids being abused. But let's just... Know, I just want to let everybody know he gets out. He's fine. Unless he went to shitty people, but I don't think he did. Okay? So... Within the scope of the story, he's okay. In the scope of the story, of the story, he's okay. Um, so she gets out. She's out. She's out. She's out of there. She's got no more of this shit. Um, the next day, she files for divorce and for a temporary restraining order because, well, that's what you do when somebody beats the hell out of you, and or tries to beat the hell out of you, or tries to take your fucking lug nuts off your fucking car in his boxers. In his boxers. <laughs> And falls back, words, and cuts himself on a paint can. That's yep. what I'm, that's in my head. Um, she moved into a gated apartment building. And so I just, I just want to uh, uh, say right now that because of like this whole like back and forth between us, I'm envisioning Chris Kattan as per uh, his role in How I Met Your Mother as Ted in The uh, the Wedding Bride. Um, so, so now in, in my mind, uh, I'm seeing Chris Kattan in uh, his boxers and uh, bright red cowboy boots, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, loosening lug nuts, and like he fell over on a paint can, and when it was like, "Oh my wiener," and then that's what he was like, "Oh look, I got a gash on my leg." Thing. What's his tagline in that? Uh, no can doosville, baby doll. <laughs> He's like, I need her to come outside. And she's like, no can do this, little baby doll. Yep. 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 <laughs> so she moved out and she moved into a gated apartment building and told no one where she was living. She told. Um, That's really smart. Yeah. She told one guy from work who promised to protect her. Uh, she didn't even tell her best friend. I don't really know why. I think she just her friend probably just said, don't tell me. I want you to feel comfortable because it sounds like because they talked on the phone every night to make sure Gurley was okay. It we're talking that, like that she, sounds like a great friend, somebody who's just like, hey, you know what? Don't tell me where you're living if you don't feel comfortable with it. That's awesome. Yeah, good friend. So this wasn't. I mean, Gurley did like I said, Gurley did everything right. It she, sounds like she yeah, got the fuck sure. out. She didn't tell him. She got a PO box, so if he did go looking, he wouldn't be able to find it. Um, but. Despite that, the divorce was still contentious. Uh, he made it impossible for her to see her son. I've already talked about this. Right. Um, because she had become very close to Dimitri, even though she wasn't sure she wanted to adopt. She still loved this kid. Sure. So it was very hard for her. And when he took, when he made her sign away her rights, he then made her pay $100 in child support every month. That's bullshit. This guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he he's, sounds... a, he's an asshole. He, he's a real piece of work. Yeah. And he smashed her windshield while she was at work. Uh, he would follow her 
And then when she would stop it, stop, he followed her. But like, I, I don't know how he didn't find out where she lived if he was following her. I don't I don't know that. But apparently or maybe he just saw her one day when she was stopped at a stoplight. And like he, all of a sudden he starts screaming. He's like walking down the street and all of a sudden he starts screaming at her and like yelling terrible shit at her. And she's like, what the fuck? So it sounds like the the one thing that she didn't do right was that she didn't get a restraining order. She on did him. get a restraining order on she him. She did get. He, he had three. Three times he was he was click, clicked. Sorry, he was three times he was hit for for violating the restraining order. So this guy, you can get a restraining order, Adrian. The guy doesn't have to fucking respond to it if he doesn't give a shit. But he also threatened to kill her, and he said, "Of course he did." Yeah. And he said that no one would ever find her body. So Girly, because he she's, sounds like a real swell guy. He's a fucking peach, you know. Yeah. So Girly, who uh, ain't a dummy. Starts taking self-defense courses. And within like her first couple weeks, she knows how to take on two two attackers. She's, girlie's got her shit straight. She knows this guy's a threat. People around her know he's a threat. She's smart. Yeah. I, I wish I knew girlie. She sounds I, awesome. Straight up sounds like she has been doing literally everything up to this point that is the right thing to do in a situation where she is at. Absolutely. Oh, so... Girlie's doing fine. She's going to work every day. She's doing her thing. She doesn't like her ex-husband, but they're working on a divorce. It's going to be done September 1999. Going go to her Krav Maga classes. Going to her Krav Maga classes. She is fucking, she's awesome. I don't know that that's the actual martial art, but since we're on the How I Met Your Mother tip, we might as well go with Krav Maga. Don't break up with Girlie on her birthday. Yep. Um. So on the other side, Diazin is not standing still. He's... He's moving on with the ladies. He's meeting some ladies. He uh he meets a young woman. Uh, Miss McGuire is her name. I, she's an older woman, but she's nice. She's uh she likes Dyson a lot. He's uh, well. What's not to like? He's a research scientist. Well, that's the thing. He's a research scientist. And he's, he's a traveling heart and lung surgeon. He's got leukemia. Yeah. So like, you gotta want to take care of him. So much going for him. Well, in like, addition, it's a, he's a great guy. He's a real catch. He has several PhDs. And it, so many PhDs. Yeah, he's a. Uh, oh, he uh, he has worked for the CIA. Oh, of course he has. Yeah. I mean that's. Oh, yeah. I mean like there's never not a CIA thing. Every man you've ever met has worked for the CIA. Obviously. I mean, ladies. I mean, I've worked. Believe for the, them. I've worked for the CIA like three times. Like three times. Yeah, three times. <laughs> he told Miss McGuire that Dimitri. I'm. I'm gonna touch on Dimitri because there's a couple of lies that he tells about Dimitri that are fucking weird. He genetically engineered Dimitri. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, he's a perfect specimen. Perfect. Oh, and he's a perfect specimen. He was genetically engineered from a son, one of his son who died. Oh, okay. In his okay. first marriage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because his wife and his son died in his first marriage um, from a car accident. They didn't. They didn't die. But they he, didn't die. He, he collected DNA. and From was his able, son. Yeah, and was able to create the perfect version of his son yes yeah okay yeah no that's it's a totally, boba fett situation yeah it sounds totally legit um he speaks several languages he may have i don't know uh at, he, at this point i doubt it oh he has a cure for cancer uh, obviously yeah and that he 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 had a cure for um aging he could reverse age oh, he had injections this is how he made wow. a lot yeah, of the yeah, money yeah. that he made was by scamming women into thinking that he had money or that he had the cure for for aging Okay. So the way he was making money when him and Gurley were married was that he had scammed a woman uh, 
that he told her she was she was dying of breast cancer and he told her that he he was a cutting edge geneticist who had invented a serum that could eradicate her breast cancer and reverse her aging so she put her health solely in his hands full, fully so he billed her for her, for his services and got about $25,000 a month for her for his services um this is an itemized statement that she received um for 6 days genetic separation $243. Polymer decoding sequencing, $262. X-ray crystallography, $173. Radioactive isotopes, 32P, 3H, 17N, 83AN, $225. DNA decoding sequencer, $123. Cryogenic containment field, $215. I love that the, uh, the the DNA sequencer was the cheapest of all of all of the line <laughs> items. Yeah, you think it should be, but then he told her that he'd taken the truth serum, that he'd been injected with the truth serum, or the, not the truth serum, the the, or, the youth serum, yeah. and his blood now contained all of its healing and anti-reversing properties. So he injected her with his blood. Weird. That seems very dangerous to me. Yeah. Well, the problem with this scenario is that she, her cancer didn't get better. Obviously. And so her son came over and her breast was like three times the size it should be. And so he was like, we need to go to a doctor, mom. You got to stop going to this guy. It's clearly not working. But she and him were very good friends and she didn't want to stop using him. But her son got a restraining order and everything against him. Well, obviously it was a CIA conspiracy because, you know, it was, you know, state secrets that we haven't anti, even begun anti-aging and the anti-cancer thing so we haven't even begun we haven't gotten to linda yet okay <laughs> you're gonna love linda linda's fun okay uh so is she better than girly oh she's girly's a better person than linda <laughs> that means yes <laughs> um so he's going out with a woman who who kind of doesn't buy his shit but she did it first. Like, he tells everybody all this really weird, like, the CIA stuff and all this. And most people, I think, go, you're fucking dumb. Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't believe you. But every once in a while, he comes across. Because he's hitting up women on dating sites. He's hitting up, up women on... Because by this point, we're talking 1999. So there's definitely dating sites up on the internet. Right. Um, He's meeting women this way. He's meeting women through personal ads. He's meeting women. He's meeting women. He And he looks for the dummies. Right. He looks for the dumbest ones you can possibly find, the ones that will fall for fucking anything. So he's dating this woman who Mrs. M Miss McGuire. She believed him at first. He told her he was working for the NSA. He had a level twenty-two clearance. Ooh. Um. So he he knows about all of the aliens and stuff. Um. He tells her this all this shit. And she goes to her friend who works for the NSA and she goes, oh, yeah, I know this guy. His name is Dyson. He's great. Da, da, da. He's got level 22 clearance. And the friend is like, there's no such thing as a level 22 clearance. This guy's a fucking is full of fucking shit. And she's like, oh, so she doesn't believe a shit, but she likes Dimitri. So she won't go away. Right. But she lists. She talks a little bit about the kind of shit he would tell her. So this is where Dyson Clearly, the New Mexico is showing on Diazin at this point. And we all know that New, Mex New Mexico is kind of ground zero for alien belief. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's where Roswell is. That's where, you know, they did a lot of the nuclear testing. So they, they people tend to think people don't trust the government in New Mexico at all. And it is known. And they especially think that they believe people believe they're very open minded to shit like this in mm-hmm. New Mexico. So coming across like it comes across as crazy. What I'm about to say is going to come across as crazy to most people. But I think that it probably works 50% of the time in New Mexico. So I'm not going to judge anybody for believing this shit. I mean, I am. I'm definitely judging people for <laughs> believing this. But I'm not going to, like, that's where I go, well, the believability of this is better there, better in the culture where aliens and stuff are kind of accepted mm-hmm. than it's ever going to be, like, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, or New York City. Like, okay. <sighs> so they're driving somewhere, and during the drive, Hasenkoff began to speak about aliens. He explained that aliens actually lived on the dark side of the moon and that the space shuttle, the Challenger... Well, everyone knows that's not true. That's where the Nazis live. ...was headed that way when it exploded. The Challenger was. Right. The Challenger disaster, he said, was no accident. Of course not. Nope. Hasenkroft claimed that the aliens don't have feelings, but there are good aliens and bad aliens, and that, in fact, he's half an alien. Oh, okay. That, well, that explains everything. He also went on to tell her that she had an implant in the bridge of her nose, that she'd been visited by aliens and had an implant in the bridge of her nose. The good aliens had put it there, not the bad aliens. Well, thank God. Thank God for that. The implants, re- the implant resembled a shape. He, he used to draw like this. It was like a like a, a swastika, but a lightning bolt. Okay. So he, he said that's what that's the shape that was of the insert that was in her nose. Okay. Um. It looked like some... Oh, sorry. McGuire listened as he told her that she was one of the chosen ones and that she would be allowed to leave the planet before the evil aliens attacked the Earth's humans. When the time came, he said, she would be taken to a space station in Colorado Springs where she would meet her mate. Okay. And this woman... This is better than OK Cupid. (laughs) Exactly. And this woman didn't buy this. Obviously. Obviously. She's she's not... But... he really, really thought that she would. Like, he was laying it on thick. She must have said, like, in her profile that she was, like, into aliens or something. Because I feel like you don't bring this up unless it's come up Well, I mean, if, if you're a sane person, you don't bring it up. But, like, if you're, you know, diazem, you're like, I'm just going to bring this up and f- fucking go with it. See where, see where the spaghetti lands, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um. She also said that he, she was laying in bed one night and she was, she was quite tired and she, and he, uh, he leaned over and he started going, relax, relax. And she was like, what? And he was like, oh, nothing. The aliens made me do it. Yeah. So it doesn't really work out with her. They become, they continue to remain friends, but mostly because she's worried about the baby. But she kind of, there's not really a much more of a relationship after a while because she's like, I can't handle this guy's bullshit anymore. So in the meantime. Like you do. He's like. Going to UFO stuff, which is pretty common out there. I mean, it's literally like the uh, this the book I read, which is called um, September Sacrifice, had and which I'm taking a lot of these quotes from, um, has a lot of information about the groups of people who are, are hanging out, and a lot of them are just normal, sane people who are part of a UFO club. So they believe that aliens exist, but for the most part, they just go about their business, for, right? You know, and they don't really fuss about it. It's like the the Simon Pegg movie with the aliens where they go to Paul? Yeah. Yeah. So they go to 
out to New Mexico and like everything is aliens and but yeah. every, everybody goes about their business but aliens. But aliens, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I said I was going to make fun of New Mexico. To be honest, I don't care. If you believe in aliens, go for it. And I don't personally, but that's because I haven't had an experience. So. If you're if you're if you're living in New Mexico and you're near Roswell and you are making money off of having alien paraphernalia in your restaurant slash business, good for you. Good for you because there are a lot of um, um, worse ways to make. I, well, money. I was going to say it. There are a lot of uh, not uh, normal people that come out to New Mexico for that kind of thing, and good for you for making some money off of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he goes to a meeting and okay, there's a couple of different, um, ways that supposedly Dyson and Linda met. Okay. And the one that I think is, is kind of commonly the one that she tells, because there's a lot of interviews with Linda. Linda's fun. Um, well, you haven't actually introduced Linda yet. Yeah. I'm I'm introducing Linda right now. So in all the interviews, Linda says that they met through a gym acquaintance. Okay. So she was at the gym and she was talking to a personal trainer or something. And she mentioned that she's interested in UFOs and things like that. And the. Have you met Diazin? And that's exactly what it was. It was. He's half alien. (laughs) I don't think he was telling people that yet, but it was definitely. But he was like, you should meet Diazin because he believes in all these conspiracy things too. Because she's a conspiracy theorist as well. She's not just an alien believer. She's a conspiracy theorist. And um, he. Says, okay, you should you should meet Dyson, and she goes, she meet, and he tells her all the stuff about Dyson saying, you know, that the the aliens are gonna bring death to the earth, and we gotta well, get the bad safe. aliens, the bad aliens, yeah. that sort of stuff. Obviously. And she says, oh my god, I've got to meet this guy. Do you have his address? And he goes, no, but I have his card. So he gives her his card, and she, by all accounts, immediately goes to Dyson's house, like immediately, like leaves the gym. And goes to his house and knocks on his door. Sounds like somebody's about to out crazy Diazin. And he opens the door and he looks like shit. Okay. And she goes, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And he goes, I have, I have leukemia, I have cancer. He's just standing there in his boxers and his bright red cowboy boots. Absolutely. <laughs> and he looks like Chris Catan, and she looks like... Jessica Alba, because this chick is, she's beautiful. She doesn't look like Jessica Alba, but she's she's a beautiful woman. Let's go with Tawny Katane. Okay. Because why not? Actually, yeah. We can go with Tawny Katane. She pretty much looks like her. Tawny Katane is hot. She's crazy, too. Awesome. Works out perfect. Uh, so she goes, oh, my God. So she immediately wants to come in and be his caretaker, because he tells her, he gives her the sob story. My wife is gone. You know, all this stuff. Da, 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 da. So I want to talk, but, and so they become friends okay but i want to talk a little bit about linda's background because it's it's important that we know that linda was a put together mostly put together person prior to all this go on okay so linda was born in october 10th 1953 in hollywood uh her dad Hollywood, california hollywood california not to be confused with hollywood florida yeah she which may make more sense in this case but no uh so she her dad leaves her mom gets remarried. She doesn't grow up as Linda Henning. She grows up as Linda something else. But Well, that's a weird last name. <laughs> um, she, Her mom says that even as a child, even as an adolescent, if a boyfriend told Linda that the moon was made of green cheese, she'd believe it. Okay. So Linda is, when it comes to boys, she believe anything. They could she- say anything to her. So Linda was fun. She was kind. She was very beautiful. I've already said this. And she, but she was also hardworking, but also very fucking naive. So 
we've already established that. She was a fashion model that eventually became a fashion designer. Uh, her company was called Running Horse. She believed in aliens. She be- and she particularly, particularly believed in the reptilian aliens. And we're going to get into what that is in a little bit. But there's... Oh, man. Is this th- this the thing with like the, the lizard people that control everyone's brains? Okay, see, see, you're 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 delving into the territory of things that I am aware of. Oh, okay. And so, like, 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 I I am a, I know of the conspiracy theory that there are lizard people that control everyone's brains. It's not that they control their brains, but that they control the government. Well, I mean, they control the brains of the people in the government, and so. Well, no, no, no. We're gonna get into what she believes, and it's okay. It's okay. Your conspiracy theory is related to her conspiracy theory, yeah. but it's not necessarily the same conspiracy theory. This is suddenly a nice crossover episode between things that you know and things that I know, <laughs> because we're talking about murder, which is your specialty, and we're talking about conspiracy theories, which for some reason is my my uh, wheelhouse. So uh, yeah, a little more your wheelhouse than murder, anyway. Yeah. So hey, man, I watched that Mel Gibson movie with Jean Luc Picard where he bit his nose off. Okay. Yeah. It's called Conspiracy Theory. Thanks. You're welcome. Is that the one where he plays the guy who reads all the... He, he can't go into a bookstore and not pick up a copy of... Um, Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. because because he was um, uh, brainwashed to do it so that they could they could track his movements. Because they can always they they because the the government the secret the secret government can like go out and like watch all of the purchases in a bookstore and so they know when people purchase Catcher in the Rye and so they're like oh there he is okay yeah well they meet and it's a couple of weeks oh I'm ta- still talking about her aren't I yeah uh so you know that's pretty much it she had a clothing line she was good for. She was very well put together. Everybody who talks about her talks about how she was very well put together, very well spoken, very intelligent, very much a person that even if she was spouting off crazy shit, because she did believe in the UFO stuff, even if she was spouting that off, she was still the kind of person that you'd still want to hang out with. Okay. So she enjoyed Gloria Estefan. Estefan? Estefan. Estefan. I can't believe I said it that way. Estefan. Like... Gloria Estefan. So a guy she went out with who was a, ended up being a good friend of her on their first date flew her to Florida for a Gloria Estefan concert. Nice. I did it again. Estevan. Estevan. Gloria Estevan concert. Yep. So we're she's the kind of person you want to do things for and she's the kind of person who you can have an intelligent conversation with. So she's likable. She's very likable. So we're not I mean this is maybe this is why they attracted each other. But it's important for everyone to know this, that she was very well put together before we talk about what happens after she starts being with Diazen, because things kind of change a little bit. So she and Diazen basically get engaged after two weeks. That's quicker than him and Gurley. Yeah, pretty much. They at least had a pen pal situation going on. Right. But this is the thing about Diazen. Every single woman he dates, he gets engaged to them. These women just go... He finds women who will who are desperate for something, and he grabs onto them and i don't know if he got linda at a time when she needed needed that or she was just always like that but he convinced her of all of this shit about himself and then she he proposed and she was like absolutely so he told her that he was a ten thousand year old alien but he was a doctor of genetics who was here to warn the world about an oncoming alien attack from the bad aliens yes it will be on the water system but the he told her the same thing he told Miss McGuire that basically 
she was a chosen one, that Linda was a chosen one, and that he could get her off the planet before this all this stuff happens. Did she have the weird Swatska implant? I would assume it's I would assume he yeah. gave her that bullshit. Yeah. Um He also told her that the baby was genetically engineered. He also told her that Girlie was horrible. Well, obviously she was one of the bad aliens. This is the thing. Did this is, is of some contention in this case is whether or not that was he told her that Girlie was an evil alien. Because I've read and I've seen Stuff where Gurley was an evil alien, and I've read and seen things where that wasn't the case. So there's some contention there. Okay. However, we're going to go forward on this with the idea that Linda definitely believes that Linda is an alien queen. Wait, Linda believes that she herself is an alien queen? Yes. Okay. Because Diazen tells her this. Okay. And she buys into it. Okay. So we're going to move forward in this story. With the idea that she believes this. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. I can get behind this. Okay. So, now we get to kind of the messed up stuff. Because, or the kind of... Wait, the, the, we haven't gotten no, to the messed up stuff we're not, yet? We're past the, we're pretty much past the messed up stuff. Okay. But now we're going to get into the, the confusing stuff. Because this is where it becomes not confusing entirely, but kind of confusing. So messed up in the confused sort of way. Messed not up in messed the up traditional in sense. The, I'm an alien queen because you told me so sort of way. Exactly. Okay. But a one one more quick talk. So the the boyfriend who I was just telling you about who took her to the Gloria stuff on concert. Okay. She they were they were still friends. And she called him up and she said, I met this guy. He's fucking great. Her friend has MS. She says he can cure you. Because he's still giving her the line of like I'm a geneticist and right. you know I'm I can cure everything I can cure everything because I'm, I'm an awesome. alien and you know I'm I know all the secrets gotcha. kind of thing and she and he goes send me a CV so she sends him a CV and he and it's like seven pages long and this guy's like red flag yeah that's exactly it if you if you have ever dealt with with uh, hiring of any kind in any company if if uh, if your CV is longer than a page. Or two pages, it starts to be a red flag. Yeah. <clears throat> it could just be a red flag that you don't know how to do a resume. But well, most, you but know. it's still a red flag because you go, nah, this guy's bullshit. Yeah, they don't know how to well, edit. Yeah. They don't know how to edit down. They don't know how to only put the stuff that pertains. I worked at Pizza Hut from 14 to 16, so therefore that needs to be on my resume. Yeah, it doesn't. Nope. Um, so he asks a friend to look into it um, and look into these people who have medical degrees and people who have, you know, like connections. Cause he's a very wealthy guy. This guy, he's, he does um, buying and selling for, it doesn't matter. Who cares? He does things that makes him rich. Yeah. He's rich. Yeah. Um, and so he's got connections. And so he asks his connections to look into this guy and they're all like, this guy is bullshit. He's never been to any of these schools. Da, 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 da. Um, and he calls her up and he tells her that. And she immediately like flies into a rage about how he has now blown Dyson's cover for the CIA <laughs> and the NSA and the FBI and all the international crazy things oh, that are up to get him. I'm so mad about this, but at the same time, I love this. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So <laughs> Linda is absolutely 100% in yeah. for Dyson. Everything he says, everything he does, she believes that shit. You the, would... the chips are down. She's all in on, on this alien oh, yeah. conspiracy shit. She all is right, in, right. like, she can't she can't get enough of this guy. Um, Diazen, of course, is feeding her a bullshit. lot of bullshit. Her and her friend, William, 
are both getting this bullshit. And both of them believe him because they both are part of an UFO group who believe that this sort of thing happens. And William, in his own right, believes he's very much a, like, like, can, like he doesn't trust the government. He doesn't, he thinks that, that at this time, the, a lot of people were worried about the millennium at this time. Oh, yeah. We're talking 1999. So, like, Y2K and that. Y2K was yeah. the big, was, that was going to be, like, the fucking, everything end was. End of the world. The end of the world, or the aliens were going to attack. There, the, he, there was going to be a, I don't know. It was just a bunch of crazy shit. So, I want to talk a little bit about Linda's belief, because she has took her beliefs from a guy called guy guy named Ike's who was a conspiracy theorist in the mid to late nineties, okay. early to or in the nineties. Let's just go with the nineties, and she fully prescribed to this sort of alien conspiracy. All right, so and you may be familiar with this, and you can stop me or you can just listen. Either way, we can uh, discuss. I it. may be familiar with this, but our listeners may not be. Yeah, so, so you go ahead and tell. All right, so. Right Linda believes. That. Linda believes. I've got a couple here too. Linda's so fun. Uh, I agree. Uh, 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 this okay. is a person I would not want to associate with, but also fun. Oh, I've already covered that. So. Okay, so Linda believes that thirteen bloodlines of shape-shifting reptilians have achieved mind control. Oh, you're right, Adrian. By taking newborn children and systematically traumatizing them for the first several years of their lives through pedophilia, torture, sacrifice, blood drinking, murder, etc. This, then, is supposed to result in multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder. Right. Okay. These reptiles arrived on Earth 4,000 years ago, except we can't see them because they live in the fourth dimension. And I put the silence here because that's the silence from Doctor Who. Right. Some reptiles, however, decided to breed with humans, but only with blonde, blue-eyed Aryans, who also are aliens from Mars, but who fled to the moon to get away from the reptiles before the reptiles found them, only to follow them to Earth. And now I think they've just given up and they're just not fleeing. Right. The, so, the, the aliens are basically Nazis. Yeah. This isn't my first rodeo. These offspring. I, I know how this goes. Well, this is one of the women who, in this this documentary, this Ike guy did, um, said that she was tortured and all that stuff by Mengele. So okay, you know. you're right. Yeah. So these offspring. Okay, so the offspring of these Aryans and reptilians are shapeshifters, and they now run the Western world. I don't know why they don't run like the Eastern world, but they definitely run the Western world. Well, everyone knows because everyone in the Eastern world is some hard motherfuckers. But they also believe in a new world order. Yeah. Which we all know. We've yep. all heard of that. Yep. We all are. Many people currently talk about that more mm -hmm. often than they used to. Mm -hmm. Okay. These shapeshifters need to drink human blood to maintain their human form. But the blood should only be collected after terrorizing the victims. Well, yeah, because you need that fear taste. Because you need the serotonin, melatonin, and adrenaline mixture. It's called a starfire. Sure. Be sciencey about it. It's called starfire. But, Adrian, the ultimate sacrifice means you don't even have to kill anybody at all. It's menstrual blood. Oh, okay. Because it's rich with glandular secretions. There you go. And I'm like, why would you kill anybody then? Exactly. I mean, we'll give you our blood, our menstrual blood. We don't need it. None of us need it. Yep. It's leaving us. Take it. Yep. Take our blood. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Have it. Anyway. So, now we're going to get into early September 1999. Because I like to immediately go from talking about menstrual blood into murder. So let's do that. Obviously. Uh, 
it's the same difference. So, right? So I want to, again, mention... I just want to mention again that there's a guy named Bill Miller in this. He's kind of a bit player, but he's kind of not. He's like he's a guy who kind of believes in all the same shit that they do. He he digs Dyson as much as Linda does, but I think he mostly digs Linda, to be honest. You know, that's right. What, anyway, so on September 8th, 1999, Gurley, who is kind of like... Oh, we're back we're to back Gurley. We're coming back to Gurley. We're going to talk about the nice girl for a little I bit. I mean, yay, but like the reason we're going back to her is probably a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, so... Gurley calls the FBI because the FBI, ha- FBI had kind of gotten a hold of her because Dyson is such a scumbag and they had been watching him for a while and he's just he just sucks. And he's a con man and like he's telling people a bunch of shit and he's selling terrible things, terribly unhealthy things to old ladies and he just he just sucks. And so the FBI He's a flim flam man. Yeah. He is a flim flam man. And the lady and and Gurley's been in contact with them to anyway because there was some questions about whether or not Dimitri was sold in as a baby because he just showed up. Um, turns out that what happened with Dimitri is that Diazen got another woman pregnant in Japan and then had her have the baby and then he took the baby from her. So this poor woman is off somewhere missing her baby. He told her that her son was going to die if he didn't take him. Well, I mean, that's what the FBI is telling Gurley. They're in on the conspiracy. They're all lizard reptilian shapeshifters that are in on... Why are they against Dyson? Oh, because they're the villains. Yeah, they're the bad. They're, they're the, the bad, bad aliens. aliens. Oh yes, yeah. you are right, Adrian. You are yeah. right. So she calls them up, and she she's worried about Dyson. Something kind of gives her pause. She's a little worried. She's thinking about some of the threats he's made. So she calls the FBI, and she's like, "Hey, anything about Dyson? I'm kind of worried about him. I'm kind of you know I've been thinking about some of the threats he's made to me, and I don't really care for these threats." And they said, "Well." He hasn't done anything, so we can't do anything. Like, and that's the thing is, is that he at this point, the FBI especially can't do anything right. about Dyson. He's uh, about uh, domestic stuff. Outside, you know? outside of the sphere of all of the conspiracy theory that we're talking about, the FBI legitimately, in real life, in actual reality, can't do anything about about what's going on. They do federal stuff. Right. If he's not doing anything federally wrong, yes. they can't touch any of it. Right. So it's it's more of a they're investigating him for possibly abducting a child. Right. That he didn't abduct. Right. And so they, her going to the FBI seems very, very naive on her part. But also, that's who she'd been talking to a guy, so she called him up, and she's like, "I'm worried about Dyson." Right. Um, well, also, she got a hold of you know one of the good aliens, and the good alien got a hold of Dyson and told him that this was going on, and so he was like, "I got to do some shit about this." I'm assuming. Oh my God, you're making me think that this is what happened. <laughs> so. Uh, that's 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 the great part about conspiracy theories, man. You can man. connect you, everything. You can connect everything, and there's you don't need a lick of proof to make it work. Nope. Well, we could do a whole episode on conspiracy theories yeah. and make fun of them because oh, there's, yeah. there's stupid shit like yeah. like the Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that's my favorite one. I, so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about Dyson and Girly Chew instead. Okay. Because yeah. that's what we're here for today. Yep. And there's enough conspiracy in this one that we don't need to talk about other ones. Truth. So Dyson on this date on September 8th is actually moving. He's moving out of his house. Okay. Um, he's moving to South Carolina. He offers his neighbor across the street um, all the food in his freezer. So he's got like a bunch of steaks and shit. And he's like, I'm not going to need this. You want some steaks? And she's like, fuck yeah, I want some steaks. I'll take all your steaks. He drain, already drained all the human blood out of them, so 
It's good. And she is, you know, of course, she's an old lady, so she takes her fucking... I'm sorry, I shouldn't make fun of old ladies, but they do do this. They like free shit, and she so she brings, like, her... Like, Dude, everybody likes free shit. I know, but old ladies really like free shit. Yeah, but everybody really likes free shit. I know, I really shit. like free shit. I yeah. always take stuff from hotel rooms. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. That's what it is. I'm a, I prescribe to the Ross way of thinking. This is a very friends, if you're a friends person, Adrian He's is He's a not. psychopath. He is a psychopath, but he takes everything that's not basically bolted down in a hotel room so like yeah. light bulbs yeah. <laughs> anyway so he's moving to south carolina there's some questionable actions by linda on this day she's kind of a bitch to the neighbor like whatever it's linda ten- I, I feel like linda's like i don't particularly like other women around diazen especially because diazen has moved to south carolina to be with another one of his fiancés well, yeah, so, I was going to say also, you know, Dyson is a big friggin' hoe. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, 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 he's can't terrible. Blame, you can't blame her for being like, nah, I'm not really comfortable with him talking with other women because yeah. he's always talking with other women. So that day's over September 9th, 1999 girly goes to work. She has a good day at work. She had a normal lunch. She joked around with her work friends. She won a referral contest at work, which she nice. Yeah, she's. This girl, she's having a, she had a good fucking day that day. She sounds like she's aces as right? an employee. Like, yeah. Well, she just sounds aces as a person in general. She sounds lovely. Yeah. I would, I would love to know girly. Yeah. Um, so she went home or she, she left work. Oh no. So she had a good day at 4 PM. Die is in. I'm going to switch. I'm going to go back and forth. This okay. is like if we, if we were watching the, the climax in a movie, that's what I'm doing right now. So at 4 PM. Diazen went to the World of Knives and purchased a ninja sword. I'm sorry, the World of Knives? Yeah, that's the name of the store. The name of the store. Okay. So it's like a Mr. Gun dealer, but for knives. Yeah. Okay. And he bought a ninja sword. Okay. Not a samurai sword. Right. He bought a fucking ninja sword. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's going to go climb on some shit. Yes. One of the main things about the ninja, whatever. I'm not going to. We go could into get it. into yeah. Japanese yeah. culture. Is it Japanese yeah, ninja ja- stuff? Yeah. Japanese culture. Well, we don't need to. Yeah. We don't need to. Okay. Okay. I'm, yeah. Let's just. Skip. Oh, that's another thing. It does Daisen is like obsessed with the fact that he's that he is slightly of Japanese descent. Well, he had sex with a Japanese woman one time, so that's that means why that he, he well, can. He yeah. he had sex with her because he wanted to have a full-blooded Japanese baby. Well, I mean, it'd be like... I mean, it's not a bad idea, It'd but... be half-blooded Japanese and half, you know, 10,000-year-old alien, but, you know... I mean, that was one of his moments of clarity, I guess, or he was pretending to be human, I guess. Right. We should just talk about him like he is a 10,000-year-old alien, which well, is... That's I what mean, you've been doing, so... Yeah. I should just play along. So shortly after that, he met Henning. Henning is Linda. Okay. And Bill at a bookstore nearby. So, so he shows up in... In in my mind, it's it's Chris Kattan in boxers and a bathrobe and bright red cowboy boots with a ninja sword strapped to his back at the cafe. At the cafe. So he met Henning and Miller at the bookstore, uh, where Miller told an acquaintance that they saw they ran into that out of the blue that the three that he and Henning had been recruited to kill Diazen's wife. So the divorce is meant to go through in like two weeks at this point. We're looking at like the September 24th is like their last date for their divorce see, proceedings. This is a theme that I see in a lot of these cases that we talk about or that we don't talk about like on the podcast. It it seems like people are like feel like divorce is like 
the literal worst thing they they can do. So God forbid they get a divorce. Let's just go murder somebody instead. Well, and, I think in this case, and I, I, well, I agree I mean, with you, but I think I think I mean, it's very weird. Yeah, it's I religious mean, couples. You see that way more often. Right. Well, I'm and I mean, like, granted, in this case, you've got you know Diazim who is talking about you know the fact that he's a ten thousand year old alien, and whether he actually believes that or not, like this whole story is just on the weird scale. So like the the fact that he is you know gonna go with two buds and go murder his ex wife is not the same thing as like when somebody is like, oh, you want to divorce me? Well, I'm gonna murder you instead. It 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 just it's it still fits into that theme of of things where 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 everyone everybody's like, I can't get divorced. I'm gonna murder my my spouse instead because yeah. that seems in my mind to be the better course of action. And it never is. It never is. It, I agree with you. It always turns out bad. And I I'm I feel like since we're talking about this, it obviously turned bad. Well. I mean, granted, I it, there's a lot of flavor to this yeah. one, you know. Well, so the the thing is, is that in this um in this case, I feel like it's more about control. He's he wants her dead because she left. Right. It's not it's not about divorce being bad. It's about him not liking that she left him. Well, I mean, like look back earlier in the episode when we were talking about the fact that he was out in his fucking underwear, like trying to uh, loosen her lug nuts so that she'd get in a crash. I'm assuming his mindset was that he, she would get in a crash on the highway going to pick him up that stupid menu. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's what it was. He yeah. was, he and was so, trying to kill so her like she in was, an accident. Yeah. And so she, she smarted up and was like, no, I'm out. And now he's still like thinking about it, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, he's girly, it's, it's, you got. I'm gonna fucking show you." Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's a man who is humiliated in a dumb way. Yep. He's humiliated that she left him instead of just moving on with this hot girlfriend he has. Because Linda is, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll try. Maybe we'll put a picture of Linda for this one because. Okay. But I want to. I'll show you a picture of Linda. She's very pretty. Okay. She's she's not that girly was very pretty. Right. But Linda is like like a bombshell. You know, she, she's a brunette bombshell, but she's a bombshell nonetheless. She's hot. So get over yourself, Diazin. You are a tiny leukemia, air quotes, ridden man who speaks with a woman's voice. For fuck's sake, keep fucking the hot chick and get over the fact that the girlie left you. Yeah, like the girl didn't like you. She left you. Just be like, she's dead to me and yeah. move on with your life. I think, but he'd gone through a divorce before and I, I almost feel like he wished he could kill his ex-wife and he didn't, so he just decided to go. But anyway, he also, there are lots of people who talk about, he, he always talks about that if he did kill someone, he would he would dump them in chemicals to get rid of the body. Okay. So. That's a weird thing to talk but about he's with also, your friends. He's a, yeah, it's a very fucking, he actually said that to his ex-wife too. So we're talking about a guy who just, just doesn't give a shit what he says to people. He just says whatever. Right. So anyway, so they're. Bill says that they've been he's been recruited to him and him and Linda have been recruited to kill Dyson's wife. Switching back to Girlie now. Switching back to Girlie now. So after leaving work, Girlie went to the post office to check her P.O. box, as we previously said was a very smart move. Um, very she, smart move. She checked it and mailed a letter to her parents in Malaysia. I keep thinking about we have a friend from Malaysia who is literally the nicest person we've ever met. And, and also smart. And also very smart. And I keep thinking about her every time I talk about girly. So so she went she went home and at about seven oh three, this is important for timeline wise. She was a tiny woman. She was actually living in her P.O. box. 
So she went home and at 7.03, she called the phone company because back in the day, you couldn't just go online and check your, why haven't got my phone bill yet? Because well, online wasn't really a thing. It wasn't really a thing. It yeah. was just, you went, there were chat rooms and there were occasional, occasionally people had websites for their shit, but mostly they didn't. And so she called to find out why she hadn't received her phone bill yet. Um, I think that's really sweet. To be honest, she's looking to pay her bills. Literally, Gurley is the most responsible person in any of the stories I've ever told. Um, a few minutes later, her friend uh, Ernie, who's a woman, her, she has her name is like Ernesta or something like that. Ernest, Ernie called. That's this is a woman who calls her every night to make sure she's okay. This is okay. a woman who said, "I don't need to know where you live." That sort of thing. Nice. Um, yeah. Called her for their nightly phone call, and Gurley didn't pick up. So she thinks. It's not that big of a deal. Maybe she's not home yet. Maybe she's busy. Maybe she's praying because she's a uh, girl who was a Buddhist. So she would, you know, she had a shrine and stuff in her house. And there was very, she didn't want it. She's like, maybe I interrupted her. Sure. I'll call her back. So she calls her back. Makes sense. She calls her back a couple of times and Gurley doesn't. And also it's possible Gurley was on the phone with the phone company when she called. Because I assume Gurley had like call waiting or something. That was a thing in 1999, end of 1999. So it was a call. It was when I was in high school. But it, exactly. she could have been. She could have been on call waiting, but she could yeah. have been in the middle of a fucking conversation with somebody at right. the phone company, and she didn't answer the phone because she was on the phone. She was on the phone. Yeah. So that doesn't really tell you whether or not Gurley was in the midst of anything two or three minutes after she called the phone company. Right. Um. So switching back to Diazen. So a little after 7 p.m., Diazen's neighbor. Who the one who went and got the food? Right, because she's awesome. Yep. Um, was sitting outside on her porch with a friend, and they saw him pull up in Linda's car. Okay. And uh, he gets out of the car, and the neighbor is sitting out on her porch with her friend. Okay. And they they're sitting on the porch. Her friend's black, and she just goes, "Oh, he's got a black guy coming over to his house." And the neighbor goes, "That's not a black guy. That's Dyson." The reason her friend thought he was black is because he's covered. In blackface. Oh, because he's trying to be sneaky. He's a ninja now. He's an alien ninja. <laughs> so they are a little freaked out by this. As you would be. And so they go inside because they're like, hey, yeah. he doesn't want us to see him. Yeah, let's 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 go inside and not be a part of whatever is kook- happening kookiness there, yeah. is happening right now. So they now. go inside, but they keep watching because they're fucking intrigued, you know? Well, like you would. Yeah. Yeah. You would. It's yeah. fucking weird. It's like you're sitting Even on the porch. Even if you're por- not nosy, you yeah. watch that shit. You, you, you sit on your porch and something weird is happening out in front of your house. You're like, I'm going to go inside, but I'm going to sit right out the window <laughs> and check out what's going on. Exactly. I want to know. So they see him. He doesn't do anything that weird, but he turns on all the lights in the house. Okay. That's not that weird. But then he leaves. That is and he like also not that weird. It's a little weird that you turn your lights on and then leave. I think he was trying to give himself an alibi. I agree with you. That's the first thing I thought. The only problem is is that he leaves with his tires squealing away. So everybody in the neighborhood knows that he left. Yeah. Yeah. So way to go. Yeah. Way to go, Diazepam. Now, at about three AM the same neighbor is awoken by what she thinks is a woman screaming, help me, help me, help me. Okay. But she looks outside the window because she's, you know, she's one of those people who wants to make sure that she needs to call the police if she needs to call the police, but she doesn't see anything. Right. So she doesn't call. She just goes back to bed. She thinks, right. oh, it maybe it was a bird, you know. Somebody's I, watching a movie real loud. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's three o'clock in the morning. Maybe it was some dumb kid who's walking by and the giving his girlfriend shit. And then, you know, like, because, you know, people are always like, oh, help me. Yeah. Sort of thing. So she doesn't see anything. She goes back to bed. 
early in the morning on September 10th, a man, uh, I think it's a like a like a construction worker, like a road worker, is driving down the down the road, down, driving down the highway, and he sees what appeared to be a tarp in the middle of the road. And because he is worried that it could cause a problem in traffic, it might blow up in somebody's window or something, he stops to pull it out of the road, which is a really stand-up thing to do. There's yeah. a lot of stand-up people in this in this story. Yeah. A lot of good people in I, this story. I agree. I agree. Because um, like, to be honest with you, if I was driving down the road and I saw like a tarp in the middle of the road, I'd just be like, oh, some asshole left a tarp in the road and just drive around it and keep going. Yeah. I would not even think once to, to stop. And actually, like, move it out out of the way because it was an obstruction and could cause damage. Well, he gets out of the car. He grabs the tarp. And he sees that there's... He actually sees that there's blood on it. Like, he recognizes that it's blood. And but and he thinks nothing of it because he thinks, oh, it's a tarp. You know, people hunt. You know, that sort of thing. And so he's like... He goes to drag it off to the side of the road. And he, turn, he sees on the side of the road that there is... In addition to this bloody tarp, there's a bloody shirt and a pair of ladies' underwear. Okay. So he immediately goes, oh, something's wrong here. This is not a good scenario. Nope. I was involved with this now. Yeah. I got to call somebody. So he calls the police immediately. So we're talking like like, like 6 o'clock in the morning. We're okay. not like, this is a, the police actually, they commented um, that they actually were really lucky in this case because. Everybody was so upstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, unfortunately, it's not as great as that. But so Gurley had cl- was afraid of Diazin. Right. She she and everyone knew it in her that life. That is well established in the yeah. story. And she was very well. She was well to establish that in her own life, too. So everyone knew that Diazin was not to be. He would call her work and like harass her and stuff. So people knew at her job that she was that he was not good. Right. Right. So she called. So she was supposed to be at work. She's always the first one in at work. Right. And he, she doesn't show up. Which I would imagine would trigger something with her coworkers. Her coworker, her the boss at her work, called the police at eight oh one. She was supposed to be like her time to come in was eight o'clock. Yeah. Her like, boss calls the police at eight oh one. She seems like the type of person. Like you just said that that she's the type of person that that was always at work like early, mm-hmm. but she seems like the type of person that always showed up early. And so that coupled with the fact that she was very vocal about the fact that she was afraid of her ex-husband uh, makes me like her manager for calling the cops at 801. Like she is not here right now. She was supposed to be here a minute ago. Like legit. Normally she's here 45 yeah. minutes before she that. She would have been here a half an hour ago. Yeah. There's something, There's something up. wrong. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go look. And in adi- something is wrong. But in addition to that, Gurley had said, "If I ever don't show up to work, Diazin did it." Yeah. In addition to that, a- Ernie called her job to see if she was there because she never answered the phone the night before. It's a a plus, a plus to her coworkers for yep. for being that compassionate with yeah. her. Yeah, empathetic, whatever. Compassionate. Those things. All of those things with her because because like if her manager had just been like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, you know, you've got a bad ex-husband, whatever." Like this would not have gone the way it had. And nope. he was just like, "No. It's 801. She's usually here half an hour early and it's now late for her. We need to call the cops." That's great. Exactly. That's awesome. So, in addition to calling the police, the coworker who knew where she lived, who she trusted, Ernie, 
No, Ernie is her is her girlfriend who okay. was supposed to call so, her. Some other. This is a, the young man who said he would protect her. Gotcha. I told you about okay. the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. earlier. Okay. His name is Jason. Jason goes over to her apartment and gets her super and says, we need to go in and check on Girly. She didn't show up to work this morning. Her car's in the parking lot. I need to make sure she's okay. So they go in. No Girly. There's some wet spots on her on her floor. But for the most part, her apartment looks pretty fine. Looks fine. Um. Sounds like somebody was trying to clean up after themselves. The cops show up because they have been called by the co-worker, uh, called by the boss. Right. And they notice the smell of bleach, an overwhelming smell of bleach. And they also note the three spots on the carpet that are very wet. So they do a luminol test and it lit up like a Christmas tree, which is what they always fucking say. Right. I, I mean, you could just be like, it lit up. That's fine. You don't necessarily look Christmas tree. And so instead of take going and taking the carpet and only cutting out the parts that lit up, they take the whole fucking carpet. They rip the carpet out. Better safe than sorry. It's, this is this is unbelievable. Yeah. This doesn't happen. Right. So they take the whole carpet. Dyson on the 10th is out of town. He's leaving with his girlfriend. He's out of here. Right. He Her name is Sherry Clinton. She's dumb as shit. They get about halfway down the road. She realizes this guy's a fucking idiot. He starts losing his mind. He looks like he's been shooting up heroin because he's got all this shit. Because he, I think, I think Dyson was injecting himself with blood. Dyson is crazy. He may have actually believed he was a 10,000-year-old alien. I don't fucking know. This guy is nuts. He also has a big fucking hole in his arm. And, she, and he tells her that he got into some, there was some sort of accident at the lab where he got some chemical on him and it burnt a hole in his arm. And it's causing him to cough blood. I think he's killing himself. I don't know how, but he's doing something. He's giving himself drugs. He's giving himself blood. Because he keeps... It's, it's Munchausen by proxy, but on himself. That's, Munch, that's just Munchausen's. Okay. Yeah. Though by proxy is when you do it to yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, it's by proxy is when you do it to another person. Well, yeah, but it's usually to kids. Yeah. Um, But this is one of the things that die isn't throughout his life. He's always... Collecting blood from people for some reason. He's got vials of blood all over the place. Well, yeah, because he's got to have, you know, proper samples of human blood so that he can find out who has the best blood to ingest to, you know, maintain his uh, human persona. Yep. As a 10,000 year old alien. With leukemia. Oh, yeah. No, that, I mean, that's just pretend. No, that's, but he, he. That's, that's, to, that's, to, that's, that's to sell, you know, the, the you know, uh, uncanny valley of how he doesn't quite look human, but he is human kind of thing. So he's just like, oh, no, the reason that I look weird is because I have leukemia, you guys. Ah. I'm not a 10,000 year old shape shifting alien. So the police immediately suspect Dyson because everyone's like, she's scared of her husband. This guy's creepy. This guy's awful, and he's been abusing her, and he's crazy, and he's a threatened to kill her, and all this shit. So they go over to his house, but they don't see him, and they talk to somebody, one of the neighbors, and one of the neighbors goes, oh, you should talk to Linda. That's his caretaker, because Linda has been acting as a caretaker as well. Right. And so they contact Linda, but she's not home, and they're like, oh, no, is she a victim too? Like, they're worried about Linda. But then they finally get a hold of her, and they bring her into interview, and she says, oh, I was just his caretaker. We were just friends. I couldn't even pronounce his name correctly. Da-da-da-da-da. I called him D. We were just friends. He's a weird guy, but he's pretty nice. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't know anything his, about his, his wife. His name was Diazm, but for some reason I pronounced it as Armando. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh but they were worried that she had been a victim. So they were they were very relieved when she got a hold of them because they 
and, and th- this point, she's not a suspect. They're just like, here's a lady who was part of his life. He's a con man. They all know he's a con man. He's been lying for years. People, you know, they are all very familiar with him. Everybody as knows that. So after analyzing the carpet for blood, police found small droplets of girlie's blood. Uh, but the large wet areas did not pull any blood at all. They they did a good enough job bleaching that out. That right. That's why they lit up like a Christmas tree, because bleach also reacts to luminol. Right. So they'd been too well cleaned. So, however, closer to the area where the couch was in the room, they found other blood droplets belonging Ooh. to Linda Henning. Interesting. Yes. So, also, on the shoulder of the bloody shirt, because they tested the shirt, they found saliva with girlies mixed with girlies blood, and the saliva matched Dyson's. This is making this is me making a cringe face because what did uh, he do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have no clue. He maybe bitter, maybe 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 spit on her. Maybe he uh, was trying to drink her blood and spit some of it out. Gross, but plausible. I don't know. Yeah, this guy's weird. Yeah, they also gray hairs that were recovered from the carpet. Match Dyson. They search Linda's house. Well, I mean, when you're a ten thousand year old alien, eventually you're going to have some gray hairs. Yeah, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, police searched Linda's house. They found three guns. I don't know that that matters. I there's no there's no proof that she that in, she was shot. I don't know that that having guns matters. I in, don't know. In New Mexico, everybody's got yeah. fucking guns. Yeah. And Linda's a conspiracy theorist. You know she's got fucking guns. Like yeah. boom, Dyson's house. They found vials filled with blood. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, it's weird, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Dyson started calling people up from South Carolina and threatening them, but the cops didn't know where he was because he just disappeared the day that after Gurley disappeared. But that was complete, completely circumstantial. Oh, yeah, not like, at all yeah, no, no, at he just, all. No, yeah, no, he no, just no. left for no reason. So he's calling up everybody and, like, he called up his lawyer, he calls up his neighbor, he calls up the woman at the adoption agency who took Dimitri. He's just, like, calling up and threatening to blow people up and kill people and all this weird shit. But the cops, the neighbor calls the cops right after he calls her and they go, why don't you star 69 it? Calls back with the phone number. Then she calls him back with the phone number. They find out he's in South Carolina. Wow. So he was obviously not using his alien technology to mask his, uh, his, his phone calls. No. So they, uh, Dyson was arrested on September 22nd. So we're talking about 12 days after she disappeared. That's, that's pretty good. It's pretty decent. Because yeah. like, they were, especially looking, since he they was, were looking for him for most of that time. I was going to say, especially since he's like literally across the country from yeah. from where this happened. Uh, they found, just to give you a state, his state of mind, they found one bottle of magnesium sulfate, one bottle of heparin, one bottle of an ep- inhepar, two Flanax pills, a needle, a glass vial, a shit ton of vodka bottles, two vials of blood, a vial of brown powder, Gurley's address book, and her Malaysian identification. Okay. So he's got a few things there that he shouldn't have. The girly stuff is, I mean, obviously, the a lot stuff. of the a lot of the chemicals and or all a lot of the, uh, you know, whatever. He's I got. mean, that's all questionable. Like it, it, but like I mean, like you listed them off, and I have no idea what any no. of those do. But Somebody whatever, it does, says, I'm sure. yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter because he had her fucking identification and her address book. Her address book. Yeah, she didn't leave those sitting. She yeah. took those. She's with not her. like, hey, ex husband, who I'm fucking scared of. Here, take my identification and my, my address, address book. book because I'm scared of somebody else. Yeah, exactly. No, it's yeah. So then on September 27th, In- incriminating AF. Linda testified to the grand jury, but she was combative. 
And she continually brought up conspiracy theories. She brought up like pedophile theories. She blamed the cops for everything. She said they were all out to get her. They had been following her around. That she was being watched. That they were going to kill her. All this stuff. On, on the stand. She was mad that they kept her there for 12 hours. But it's partially because she wouldn't fucking cooperate. And she wouldn't. She refused to answer questions about Gurley. And they were like, don't you care about Gurley being found? And she was basically like, I don't give a fuck. So while Linda was testifying... Bill is sitting out in the hallway. And Bill is the other guy. Bill's the buddy. Yeah. Who believes in all this shit. And went along with the, had said in the cafe that he was going to, he had gotten contracted to go murder her. Yeah. So Miller asks a detective who's working on the case if bloodhounds can detect bodies six feet under the ground. Interesting. And not at all incriminating. No, not at all. Or, you know. Anything. Yeah. So they look around. It's not suspicious at all. No, not suspicious. So they search for Gurley all over the place. They never find her. Her body's never been found. This is not a a story of, oh, they found her body and she was, you know, murdered in this way. They never found Gurley. It's because she was so little. (laughs) They think it's just a, like a baby when they find the bones. Well, she's like Malaysian, so she's itty bitty. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Gurley. Yeah. Don't. I don't know. I was really bummed that she never was found, but unfortunately, they go. They proceed. little little do we know she was uh, transported onto an alien ship, and she's safe from the bad aliens when they, you know, destroy the 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 world. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's. We can hope. Yeah. We'll so, just go with that. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the trial just briefly because, um, first of all, Diazen pleads guilty. He takes a plea bargain. That's a stand-up alien. And basically, Diazen is a fucking arrogant son of a bitch. Everything, everything with that Diazen, every time they interview him, every time you see him on anything, he's got a smirk on his face. Like, he's enjoying every minute of all this attention. And he's a prick, and he's full of himself, and he's just a smug son of a bitch. He's worse than Martin Douchey fuckface. Yeah. He's, it's just that, that, that kind of smile where it's like, mm, I know better than everybody else. It's, I want to punch him in the face. Linda, because there's really only the blood, the droplets of blood evidence, she goes to trial because she's like, I didn't do this. Right. Because there's really no proof Linda did this, except right. for that mm, right after they started, uh, yeah. after the arraignment, her lawyer calls the police and the police say, and says to the police, uh, just so you know, um, Linda is, uh, she's got like a ninja sword in the ceiling panel above her garage. If you want to go get it. So the cops go and they find a ninja sword with blood on the handle and blood on the blade. And the blood on the handle was Diazen's and the blood in the blade was so compromised that they couldn't detect anything because they tried cleaning it. I think they bleached it. Right. So Linda goes to trial but while she's in prison, she starts bragging. Now I'm not one. I don't believe in. I don't believe in uh, jailhouse snitches. I think everybody's out for something. Right. And I don't. I don't. I think that they're they're told they they lead a conversation. And a lot of times people just don't say the shit that they think that the jailhouse snitch will say. Right. They'll be like, he told me every detail of the murder. No, he didn't. That's dumb. Right. No, nobody would be like, oh, random person who I've never met. I'm going to tell you all about the murder. I'm going to tell I'm you on trial for in intricate detail how I committed the murder that I supposedly did. Now, that being said, I don't entirely don't not believe this because 
Henning allegedly bragged to his cellmate that her and Diazen had killed Gurley, breaking into her apartment and knocking her out before taking her to a second location, which is what the cops kind of thought. In the story, this is when Henning, Linda, referred to herself as an alien queen who had to fight Gurley. Now, if did she have to fight Gurley because Gurley was the other alien queen? That's the fucking question. Mm. And this is what I was... This When I first saw this story... Plot twist. They're both alien queens. One's the good queen and one's the bad that's queen. That's what I'm thinking. And I think that's what Linda thought. I think she thought Gurley was the bad alien queen. Which 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 was which? We'll let you decide, listeners. <laughs> what Adrian said. But let, let us know on Twitter what you, which one you think was the good queen and which one you thought was the bad queen at, at Into the Basement. On Twitter. On Twitter. But she also told, you're going to love this, she told this person that her and Hasenkopf were like Highland characters. Highlander? Highlander characters. Like, like the immortals that are like fighting with swords and cutting each other's heads off? Saying, you have to take their head. Oh, man. She literally said that to the person. You have to take their head. We are getting deep into into my territory here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I knew you were going to like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Linda also took responsibility for the suicide of a police officer, saying that she cursed him to do it or that she made it happen. Um, well, obviously. I mean, that's one of the powers of Alien Queens, right? Like, right. it's in the player's handbook. Absolutely. But at Linda's trial, you're going to love this because Diazen testified for the defense. He said that he planted the blood on Linda. That he the, the original plan had been that he would grab a random vial of blood and swirl it around Gurley's house. It just so happened to be Gurley's but he, blood. Linda's blood. Linda's blood. But he, because he, he's saying he killed Gurley. He's saying he did it. That okay. Linda has nothing to do with it. All right. That he, it was him alone. Right. And that he brought a vial of blood, didn't realize until he got there that it was Linda's blood, and it just broke in his pocket anyway. He couldn't just swing it around. Oopsie daisy. Yeah. So other people believe that she did, other people believe she didn't do it, but they think, and they think that he set her up. That he was, he put her blood there on purpose to frame her. But then he testified in her trial, so right. I don't, I don't know that that's, yeah. you know. I, I yeah. Um, now prosecutors in the closing statement say that they may have cannibalized Girlie Chu, which there's no proof for. And I mean, there's there's, there's the thing with the blood that was mixed with his saliva. But that was on her shirt. Yeah. Is I mean, like they would have taken her clothes off to eat her. They wouldn't have eaten her. You don't know that. You're not a cannibal. You don't know. You're what's right. Going I'm not on. a cannibal. I don't know if they like clothing with their. Maybe it's some sort of garnish. I don't know. But uh, I think it's more likely that they use chemicals, like he said he, like he always said he would do, um, or that they buried her six feet to seven feet to eight feet deep, and nobody ever. Because you're not gonna start digging up the desert. Right. <laughs> That's just silly. Um, Linda didn't think she'd be, con- or Linda knew she'd be convicted because she's convinced that there's a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy against her. Well, it's the bad aliens. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, the Nazi aliens. The Na- exactly. So, but she was convicted. And at her sentencing, I love this. I, this is what she says before sentencing. She says, she's talking about the prosecutor. He alleges I am a cannibal, an alien queen, and a ninja assassin warrior. Well, will he file a motion this week saying I'm the Easter Bunny? And then they gave her life in prison, so. Or 75 years or something like that. Still toting that she's innocent. And she's still toting that Diazen is a good man. Like, she still digs this guy. I mean, maybe not now, but she did, you know, 10, 15 years after. When the trial happened. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm. she definitely... 
believed in Diazen in a way that nobody else did. And I think that I think she definitely killed girl. I think they definitely killed a girly too. I, well, some, I mean, there were some people who were like, oh, she's probably in Malaysia, like totally laughing. And I'm like, no, she's not. And with that, that's girly Chu Hasenkoff. Yeah, that is her. I'm really sad that they never found her body Me because, too. you know, that's kind of a closure that you would want out of a case. Yeah. You know, like I've been joking the whole time about the, this whole conspiracy, conspiracy theory aspect of it. And but to be honest with you, like from a realistic standpoint, like. It's a mentally unstable man Mm -hmm. with his mentally unstable girlfriend Mm -hmm. that murdered a really, what seems to be a really nice woman. Yep. And they never found her body. And that's unfortunate because, like, she's got family. She does. And her family probably really wants to know, they want to have that closure of being able to have, like, an actual funeral with an actual body. And they are never going to know what happened because there's all this stupid conspiracy theory bullshit speculation that's going on around the whole trial and the whole everything. And the thing is, is that, and even if there wasn't that, even if there wasn't that there's still, there's no closure because there's no body. And so they don't have that closure that would be great to have if you were, a family member of somebody that got murdered. Exactly. And so, yeah, great, awesome. They know that that these people murdered them because, you know, there's justice, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing as having a body that you can, you know, say goodbye to. And that's unfortunate. However, every aspect of the story that you've told me tonight has been amazing because it's so fucking crazy town. Yeah. With every aspect of this. Well, I when the first time I watched this, I'm pretty sure the first the first account of this story that I've heard, I don't know if I'm just remembering it incorrectly or not, was that they speculated that they fought and that Linda cut her head off with the ninja sword. That was the I rem, I remember thinking this is insane. Like what did like that was how it was presented was that Linda had like cut her head off. Right. And which is probably where we get it's it was it was definitely like it wasn't Discover ID because it was before that happened. This was like on like a American Justice, but I don't think it was American Justice. I think it was like I don't know I don't know what what it was. Some other show that it, existed at the time. Some other th- show that it existed at the time that was one of those like over the top kind of give you half the information sort of things. Right. And so I was like I wanted to tell you the story because I thought I remember the sword and uh-huh. the alien and the head cutting off. All all of which are things that are part of this story but not in the way that I remember them. Or I also whatever. really love the idea that that Linda was like they were treating Girlie like Girlie was also an immortal by cutting by if they did cut her head off, they're treating her like she's actually somebody to be fear fearful of there can be only one is that a highlander thing yes okay i don't i don't know and with that hey if you like us you should review us on uh on itunes itunes are anything but itunes is preferable yeah uh that's That's... where all the that's where we get rated yeah so um and if you have issues with anything that we've said or you just want to tell us how great we are because we love hearing how great we are we love hearing from you. We want to know if you like what we're doing. We want to know if you don't like what we're doing. and But in a nice way, please. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. It's at Into the Basement. Um, if you want to follow us on in- Instagram, it's also Into the Basement Podcast. Um, 
Uh, we have an email. It's into the basement hosts or the basement hosts at gmail.com. Uh, and that's all our social media. We don't have a Facebook because neither of us have a Facebook. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.